And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. Mary's troubled twin sister, Julia, sent away to address her psychological difficulties, has violently escaped from the Warrendale Treatment Facility, threatening to come home to settle mysterious unfinished business. Against doctors' strictest orders, the troubled Julia makes a secret attempt to visit the long-suffering Mrs. Marshall, disguising herself as Mary. The attempt is unsuccessful, and now Julia is nowhere to be found. But why has Mary's troubled twin sister suddenly grown so violent? No one seems to know, but Mary feels she must find out in order to understand the threat Julia poses and in order to possibly learn the secrets her troubled sister may hold. Now, at home with her father, we hear Mary say... Three, six, five. Warrendale Rehabilitation Facility, can you hold, please? Yes, I'll hold. Thank you. Just one moment. Papa, what was her counselor's name again? Uh, Karen Foster. Karen Foster. Oh, I hope they'll agree to talk to me. After what Julia did when she escaped? It can't hurt to try, Mary. Stabbing that poor nurse in the neck with her pen, putting her in the hospital... Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Uh, yes, I wonder if you can put me in touch with one of your counselors, Karen Foster. Are you a former patient? Uh, no, I, I'm a family member of a former patient. I see. My, uh, my, my daughter is Julia Marshall. Ah, uh, one moment, please. Your daughter? I think they're more likely to talk if they think I'm her mother. You're probably right. It's a good thing it was you who committed her, Papa. They've never seen Mama in person or heard her voice. This is Karen Foster. Oh, Miss Foster. Uh, hi, my name is Jill Marshall. Julia Marshall is my daughter. Uh, uh, he hello, Mrs. Marshall. How can I help you? Well, I... First, I, I wanted to express my sincere regret and, and horror over what happened the other day. We've never, ever known Julia to be violent. We're, we're just shocked. Well... I really can't discuss very much with you, Mrs. Marshall. I'm sorry. Oh, I understand. There's an open criminal case against your daughter, and, of course, there's the matter of medical confidentiality. Oh, of course. I, I'm really just calling to, to reach out and let you know how shocked and sorry we are for everyone there. And, of course, especially for that poor nurse Julia stabbed. Mm, yes. I realize I don't even know the poor woman's name. Uh, her name is Ella Fontaine. Ella Fontaine. And... Do you... Well, I wouldn't ask you to do something you don't think would be appropriate, but I wonder if you wouldn't mind giving me Ella Fontaine's number. I know Matt and uh, I would welcome the chance to reach out to her in uh, person. I can ask. Oh, thank you. And, uh, well, I would also like to thank you for caring for my daughter over the last several weeks, even if things didn't really end the way we might have hoped. Your daughter is a remarkable young woman in many ways, Mrs. Marshall. Yes. Wonderfully creative, powerfully imaginative. A beautiful singing voice, as, of course, you know. Yes. And, of course, very troubled, too. Well, yes. We were beginning to make some progress, I thought. She was beginning to make some real attachments here among the patients and among the staff, too. Oh, well, that's wonderful. She's had trouble forming attachments in the past, as you know. Well, yes, she's always seen people in a, well, in a sort of utilitarian fashion. I'm afraid you're right. Behavioral changes, of course, can take many, many years to really take hold, but the process was certainly underway. Well, that's very good to hear, but then... Well, why do you think she did what she did? I, I wish I knew. 
It was certainly a surprise to me. Of course, I only saw your daughter in a specific therapeutic environment where we could not only address her many issues, but where we could attempt to access the root causes of her behavior. You saw her one-on-one? -on -one. Yes. She and I saw one another three times a week, one-on-one -on -one and twice a week in group sessions. I see. But of course, I wasn't on the ward with her. The kinds of things that might have driven her to do what she did, the nurses and the other patients would probably know more than I do, almost certainly. Yes, well, that that is one reason I was calling, of course... Well, to see what we could find out about why she felt the need to escape and to do it so violently. I will, I will say we were all quite surprised. We've had plenty of experience with violent patients, but Julia never seemed to pose that sort of threat. Yes, that's why we were... And that she should attack Ella Fontaine, that was especially surprising. Oh, why is that? <clears throat> I had the impression that Julia and Ella had grown rather close. Oh. As close as Julia seemed to be able to get to anyone, I mean. But this is the nurse she attacked. Well, yes, and that's the puzzling thing. Well, did this nurse, Ella Fontaine, say anything to you about what happened? Uh, or to any uh, I'm afraid I don't know. I, I haven't spoken to Ella since, well, since the attack the other day. Well, you understand why I asked. No, I do, I do, of course I do. Maybe something happened between the two of them. <clears throat> it would certainly appear so. So, uh, okay. I, I know that it is a little strange, but if you could pass on Miss Fontaine's contact information, I'd... Uh, I would really like to uh, talk to her. Mrs. Marshall, uh, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll reach out to her myself. I'll, I'll let her know that you'd like to speak with her. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Thank you. I'm not sure Ella's allowed to speak on the phone at all at this point. You understand? Yes, yes, Miss Foster, I understand. The injuries she suffered were fairly horrible. She is still in the hospital. Oh, yes. But I'll see what Ella says, all right? And if she's up to it and if she wants to, I'll have her give you a call. Thank you. You're welcome. Goodbye. Goodbye. Success? Partly, Papa. Apparently, Julia and this nurse, Ella Fontaine, had become pretty friendly before Julia attacked her. Well, that's strange. I know. It's strange that Julia would grow friendly with anyone in the first place. Right? Especially in a situation like that. Well, her counselor seemed to think she was actually making some progress. Really? Maybe, maybe Julia just sort of freaked out. Maybe she felt like she was getting too close to someone and she didn't know what to do, and so she just lashed out. Maybe. She's never been really violent before, but she's never really been close to anyone before either. Well, maybe that's it. I would still love to talk to this nurse, if she'll talk to me. I expect she will. Oh, I hope so, Papa. Mary, have you talked to Scott and John about whether they might be interested in staying here again tonight? No, oh, not yet. I think Scott's a little embarrassed by what happened. Embarrassed? Well, that's the sense I get. Well, why? He didn't do anything wrong at all. Those cops were absolutely in the wrong throwing him to the ground like that. And then dropping him on the sidewalk while he was handcuffed? He could have been seriously hurt. I know, and I haven't actually talked to him in a lot of detail about it, but I think he feels like he sort of let us down. Oh, no. Well, I hope you can convince him to come back, him and John both. I'll try. They're a nice couple. Oh, they're wonderful. Is Scott still planning to open his business this week? I think so. He's been planning it for so long. I know he'd hate to delay it just because he got a bump on his head. Well, it was more than a bump, Mary. Oh, I know, but that's the way he'd see it, I think. Well, I have to admit, I'm still uneasy about spending the night here by ourselves, just you and me, with Julia roaming around out there. I am, too. And we can't stay up all night, night after night. Well, maybe we should get a hotel. For how long? Who knows how long it'll be before the police finally catch Julia. Oh, I know. Oh. Uh, 
Hello? I'm calling for Jill Marshall. This is Ella Fontaine. Oh, uh, Miss Fontaine, hello. Uh, this is Jill Marshall. I'm calling you back. Karen said you wanted to talk. Yes, thank you. How are you? I've been better. I'm so sorry for what Julia did to you. Well, nobody's sorrier than me. Miss Fontaine, I just wanted to reach out and express, well, my horror and shock and regret and to see if there was anything you needed, anything at all. Oh, I'm all right. All right. Will be. I understand you're still in the hospital? Just left this afternoon, actually. I'm home. Oh, that's good. Well, it's cheaper. So, you just wanted to say you were sorry, or...? I, well, partly. But I, I did have a question, I guess. Uh-huh. I understand from Karen Foster, Julia's counselor, that you and Julia recently became friendly? Well, you could say that. Why, well, I, I am glad to hear it. Julia's always had trouble making friends. I wouldn't say we were friends, exactly. Well, or, or making connections at all with people, so I'm glad she found a connection with you. She connected all right. That's what I'm wondering about, Ella. It just seems strange that after getting close with you the way she did, that she'd hurt you and hurt you so badly. You want an explanation? I would like to understand, yes. You know, Mrs. Marshall, you sound an awful lot like your daughter. Yes. Isn't that funny? I... I, I get that comment all the time. Uh-huh. But the only difference, I, you know, I cannot carry a tune to save my life. And Julia, she has such a wonderful voice. I, I don't know where she gets her father, I guess. And it used to drive Julia, well, it used to bother her that this resemblance. Oh, and it, it is especially on the phone. Yeah, I guess you probably sound like your other daughter, too. Mary? Yeah, well, as a matter of fact, I do. Uh-huh. Well... Mrs. Marshall, the thing is, there's things I'm not supposed to talk about concerning my relationships with patients. You understand, you know, confidentiality oh, and all no, that. Of course. So even if I was inclined to talk to you, there's just a lot I couldn't no, say. No, I understand. But I don't think I'd be inclined to talk to you anyway, frankly. I see. I hear a lot of stories from my patients, Mrs. Marshall. I hear a lot of things that would make your hair curl, as my grandma used to say. No, I'm sure you do. It takes a lot to shock me, is what I'm saying. But your daughter shocked me plenty. She did? How? Mm -hmm. Well, maybe I actually don't have to tell you, Mrs. Marshall. Maybe you understand perfectly well. Well, no, I don't understand at all. We've always had our problems with Julia, but... Well, whatever story she made up to shock you, you understand that Julia is a wonderful, very practiced liar, that she always has been. I know liars when I see them, Mrs. Marshall. I'm trained to detect liars, and your daughter was not lying. Well, what on earth did she tell you that was so shocking? <laughs> well, Julia made me swear not to tell anyone, made me swear on my life, and when I tried to tell someone... It almost cost me my life. You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear Mary say, Papa, something strange happened up there at Warrendale. I know it, and I'm going to find out what it is. That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World.